Okay, I'm really, really, really nervous. And I, so I wrote everything down. So I'm probably just going to read straight off of it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, good morning. Um, I keep saying that I hate talking in front of people because it terrifies me. But yeah, I keep finding myself on this stage. So no one listens to me. Um, my name is Katie. And like all of you, I play a lot of different roles in my life. I work here full time. I'm a daughter, a daughter-in-law, a sister, a mom of all boys, a wife, a coach's wife, so more boys, and a friend, just to name a few of those roles. And one of them is um, currently changing, and I'm going to be moving from an administrative communication role to be the community kids director here at church. Um, so when I was asked to share my story, I thought, okay, that's fine, whatever. I don't like talking in front of people, but I'll just keep it super generic and surface level and talk about community kids, right? Because he wants to get up here in front of a bunch of people and share their actual personal story and be vulnerable. Not me. So that was my plan. But as I typically discover, and more often than not, it's the hard way. That was not the plan that the Lord had for me this morning. When I was initially having conversations um, with some of the leadership here at church and at home with Chris about um, transitioning into being the community kids director, um, my, and notice that I said mine and not the Lord's initial reaction, was uh, no way, no. And as I started praying through my no way and asking the Lord's direction, which is what I should have done initially, but remember, I just told you I like to find things out the hard way because I'm stubborn, which is probably rooted in pride. My husband's probably like, yeah. <laughs> um, so as I'm praying and asking the Lord to reveal what he has for me, he begins um, to unravel me slowly and very gently, but with truth and only in the way that he can. So there has been this constant internal dialogue between um, the Lord and I over the past month where he has just been revealing um, a lot of sin and insecurities in me, but doing it in a really, really loving way so that I know um, he is breaking me so that he can remake me whole in him. But that still doesn't make it any easier to get to the brokenness. Um, and he used my work transition to reveal all of these things that he wants to deal with me in my personal life because, um, let me be even more real for a second, I cannot separate things at all. So I'm just one major interconnected mess. And so if I've been talking to my kids like mean or with harsh words and I'm dealing with that conviction and repentance in that, then I can't go sit at a Collins basketball game and pretend like everything is okay. Does that make sense? Because it all goes together with me. Um, and this past week, God, he really... Um, he really heard my cries out to him and revealed to me um, so much clarity in what he was trying to teach me and show me. Um, I heard a devotion this week, and it was actually focused on the Ten Commandments, but I didn't pay attention to that part because I was so, I was so stuck in the first part right before um, Moses was going to share the commandments with the people. Um, in Deuteronomy 5-6, the sentence that Moses speaks before launching into the Ten Commandments, it simply says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. So the guy who is leading the devotion shared the whole basis of the Ten Commandments. It starts with Moses reminding them that God delivered them out of Egypt and out of slavery. And then he turned that question to us and said, what is your Egypt and what has God brought you out of? Because if you don't name your Egypt that he rescued you from, then when you're not finding your rest in the Lord or your identity in the Lord, you will by default go back to whatever Egypt you've already been rescued from. So what is my Egypt? It didn't really come 
to fruition to me until a couple of days later because I've really just been wrestling with God to reveal to me um, what it is. And when he did, um, everything made sense that he was trying to teach me. It's like, I finally understood. Like, okay, God, I get it. Um, So generically, my Egypt that the Lord has delivered me from, like in the past, is dysfunctional relationships, toxic friendships. You know, I did the typical like college party life stuff. Um, but in reality, my Egypt that I constantly need deliverance from is the lie that I am not good enough, which is where all of the other things I need rescued from stem out of. Um, in college, I didn't think I was good enough to date anyone worth anything. So I settled for just like a terrible human being, um, <laughs> who I did not later marry. That's not my current husband. <laughs> um, but now, now it looks so different than that um, because the longer that I've been walking with the Lord, the more specific and refined I think that Satan um, gets with his attacks. Um, so here are some of the lies that I um, currently believe or have believed in the past month that um, Satan just gets that little foothold. Um, I talk harshly to my kids, and sometimes I'm just not nice to them. So I'm not a good enough mom. I don't make homemade dinners every night or like, or every other night, or ever. <laughs> so I'm not a good enough wife. There, there are weeks when I feel like I apologize to my coworkers more than anything else for something else that I forgot to do. So I am not a good enough employee. Everyone I know is prettier than me, so I'm just not a good enough woman in general. I don't do enough for my friends, and I ask them to do too much for me, so I'm not a good enough friend. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. These are just like the the little ones that I'll share. Um, and because because of everything I just listed and for all of the other things that I didn't, I cannot be the community kids director because I am not good enough to equip parents and shepherd little people's souls because we're not talking about a missed, missed email or something I forgot to make copies of. We're talking about parenting the, the next generation of, of believers. Um, and so you see how all of that just came together? If not, sorry. That's how it is in my head. Uh, but but by the grace of God, that is not where my story ends today or tomorrow or this week. It doesn't end with me or you being stuck in whatever your Egypt is. Because just like the Lord conquered the grave, he also conquers Satan's lies. But he can only do that with his truth. And his truth can only be revealed to me if I'm submitting myself to the Holy Spirit working in me. And that can only happen when I am intentional about resting in him and letting his word wash over me on a daily basis and sharing my struggle with other believers and memorizing scripture and all of these things that God wants us to do because, and this is what he's revealing to me, I am not good enough, not without him. So no matter how I talk to my kids or how well I cook dinners or how many things I forget or how many things I remember to do, it doesn't matter if it is not rooted in him. And if what I do is not rooted securely in him, then I am and I have worn myself ragged trying to be and do and pretend when really instead of doing that I've just got to let the Lord renew my soul and my spirit in the direction for my life so does this scare me oh yes because I like to have control over things which is a whole nother thing but my fear all of these fears have been rooted in things of the flesh and sometimes I have to be sweetly and gently broken to approach the throne of God with a stripped down version of who I am and you know what? That's okay because I am and you are who he made you to be. So be that and I will be too. And we can encourage and love and pray together through brokenness and rejoice and praise and rest in the restoration that follows that. 
And so I know that as some of you parents are like, she is not, she cannot take care of our kids. But I, I, I can't, you're right. But like, but God has equipped me um, for what, and given me a vision for what I fully believe is going to like help us together and that we can do it together. And I'm going to mess up and y'all are too. And it's going to be okay because we're just, we're in it together because that's what community is. And that's, that's it. That's me. So I'm going to pray before I throw up. <laughs> um, the band is going to come up and lead us in a little, a couple more worship songs. And then Jeff Bracken is going to bring the word. So will you guys um, pray with me? God, I just, I thank you that that is over. And I, I pray that something I said made sense, Lord. And um, I thank you that I, I can stand in you in front of people, Lord, and uh, be broken, God, so that you can you can remake me into exactly who you want me to be and who you want them to be, God. And um, I just pray for what is going on on the other side of the wall right now um, for those kids. And as I'm getting ready to go back there and um, talk about the shepherds and what it was like, God, when you sent angels to them to, to talk about, um, to tell them that your son was here to save us, God. May we never forget that. And as, as we're teaching our little kids and walking through this Advent season, Lord, may you teach us, God, just how to rest in you and what that looks like and just how to be who you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.